Flex and Frooms. Flex and Frooms. This is the Flex and Frooms Catch-Up Podcast. We're back and in yesterday's podcast intro... (laughs) (laughs) Just a quick throw to yesterday. (laughs) It's just because I don't want to stop talking about these things and yet it's 5.12 and we've got to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to see my friend. She just got in from New York. Oh, nice. Loz. We travelled around South America. Everyone's saying we're siblings. You went to South America? Yeah. 2017. (laughs) Yeah, 2017. What's affectionately known as the Gringo Trail. (laughs) Not the Gringo Trail. I did it. Yeah, yeah, you did. I was King Gringo on that trail. That's huge. You've lived, babe. Go back to that. I had shaved heads. Mm. I was with my friend Loz and Bridget. We were going to Guatemala, swimming in the pool. Yes. You really did eat British guys. It was lit. No, No romantic interests. Okay. I was in my celibate phase. Okay. Um, anyway, I believe she you. is here from New York. <laughs> Her name is Loz. You, we clocked it the first time <laughs> and the second time. Also, our last names are the same, but one letter is different. From as? No, Price. Oh, sorry. Br- Price and something else. <laughs> anyway, I'll show you a photo of her and you tell me if you think we look similar. Really sure. quick, really quick. I just want to know because she's really pretty. <laughs> now that I have brown hair. I just see Charlotte, to be honest. I don't even know Charlotte like that. Really? Mm. This is her. Tell me if you see a resemblance. Not even a little bit. Must be just a general attitude of good vibes. It's like a general Caucasian thing. Like, I'm sure. (laughs) You want to see Brookie? In some capacity, maybe you could look similar, but not enough that I would even clock siblings, distant cousins. Did you see on my story that I was at 161 with my sister and Louis Hanson and James... Those guys, and I said, are we all siblings or dating? Because you have dark yes. hair. That, that's more like a yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> all right, potty time. Kata. Flex and frames. Flex and frames. I wish you could hear what we talk about when the mics are off because it's feral behaviour. Contrary to popular belief, we do self-stifle on the mic. You might not think so. You might think these girls have no, what's the word I'm looking for? Decorum. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Anyway, am I the asshole for walking home because my brother-in-law wouldn't let me eat in his car? Yikes. This is going to be good. My brother-in-law was driving us home and my hands were starting to shake because I hadn't eaten. So I was going to eat one of the pastries I bought, but he said I couldn't eat in his car. He was acting like his precious car would combust if it got crumbs in it. So I asked him to pull over because I needed to eat something. I decided to walk home while I ate my pastry because I was annoyed at him. He kept asking me to get back in the car and claim my husband would bust his balls if he let me walk home. But I told him I didn't care and I walked the entire way. So now my husband is mad at his brother. My brother-in-law is mad at me because I refuse to get back in the car. He thinks the blame is on me. They had a huge argument when my husband first found out and my husband also privately told me I should have just let his brother drive me home instead of being stubborn and walking. Every time we argue about it, my brother-in-law asks me if I'm going to start sulking again, which is really getting on my nerves. So am I the asshole? <laughs> I just she say. had me at shaking because she was hungry. <laughs> that sounds like someone who was raised, who's like a little sister. That's little sister <laughs> yeah. behaviour. I'm saying help I relate. Me. <laughs> help me. I'm going to pass out. We I will just say. <laughs> yeah. And babe, you're eating a pastry. I this have is not <laughs> sustenance. <laughs> She doesn't think she was the asshole. What do you reckon? I will say I love a staged walkout yeah, of the car. Obsessed. When you're walking oh, and you feel this anger coursing through your body and it always works the best when it's someone you know really loves you. It's giving 
running away from home as a six-year-old. Running away from home, you got your little um, uh, you got a stick on your shoulder with your um sleeping bag on the back. That's the kind of vibe that we're getting. Yeah. I will say I grew up in a household where car manners were of the utmost importance. Because a little bit of context here. Car car dealer father. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, for example, if I slam the door, it's like the worst thing you could ever I do. I hate door slamming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like slam the door and like. It's game over. It's game over, sis. Also, eating in the car, I think like you'd sneak a cheeky McDonald's chip, but yeah. it was to be had at home. Yeah. So I will say, I also like understand what it's like to be car proud. And I think some people have no manners. Like the other day I had friends in my car and I brought them chocolate eggs. Mm. What do I find for the next week? Little wrappers yeah, yeah, all over the car. Yeah, like yeah. have a bit of decorum. And as a DD, a designated driver, I love DDing, right? There's some part in me that really loves being of service to people when it's not necessary necessarily needed but it's appreciated and like the one thing I hate is that like I've got a nice car right I can treat it poorly because it's my car you can't treat it poorly especially because it's not your car Mm -hmm. and a similar experience you pick up the girlies from a night out they get a little maccas run have a little chippy two three but why do I look at my back seat on the leather and I'm seeing stray chips little oil stains when they try to pick the chips up but they kind of miss salt it's frustrating in this instance here though i'm imagining like if you were so far from your destination that you like what i'm imagining is that you were close enough that it didn't matter that you couldn't eat in that moment right Mm -hmm. if you were so far away i'm imagining that the brother-in-law would have just stopped and like yeah you're right just eat something but This is why we need to bring back manipulation because sometimes you need to go about getting what you want in a way that suits both parties. So you're shaking. You're ruining the vibe, number one. (laughs) You're shaking. Number two, the ultimatums, like I need to eat now. We need to pull over. Babes, we're on the road. I don't know about you, but I didn't sympathise with um, ordering an Uber from the wrong, from like an unauthorised spot until I started driving because it's like, Mm. oh, you really just can't stop anywhere. You really just can't pull over. Am I going to put the hazards on for a girl who wants to eat pastry? Probably I not. can't, babe. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to starve. We're on the hum, doll. So you are the asshole because you have caused a rift between the family. Um, and a big thing about adulthood is is self-regulating. We're hungry all the time. I'm hungry now. You know, I'm also sleepy. Can I sleep right now? No. 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 And I'm not blaming anyone else in the studio for it. We're just getting on with it. Flex, Flex. and frooms. Flexy, look me in the eye. Put your phone down. See, scrolling through your Sometimes stories. Sometimes people don't like direct eye contact. I was just being mindful. You were giving me a lot this morning. A direct eye contact? Yeah. Yeah, because I've been working on my active listening. Sometimes when I active listen, you think I'm annoyed at you. <laughs> so I'm trying out different faces and expressions for size. A bit of a smile in the eyes. It's quite off-putting, actually, but <laughs> keep with the eye contact. You see? <laughs> you don't want this. Now, I want you to imagine this, and if you're listening, I would like you to do the same. Deep breath in, as I say, and out through the nose. Did it, Brookie? Come on, Brookie. You went in through the mouth, out through the mouth. That's it's good. In through the nose, out through the right mouth. Right into the microphone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Close your eyes now. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. Oh, you know. <laughs> You've just broken up with your boyfriend, but you are still on good terms. <laughs> He still has the keys to the apartment. (laughs) It's a nightmare. He still has the keys to the apartment you shared and messages you if he can come over and grab some stuff while you're out. You think nothing of it and say, yeah, sure. 
minutes later, you remember you had a guy over the night before and left Dong Nom, you know what that means, wrappers on the bench right next to where he needed to get his stuff. I love that we're practicing safety though. (laughs) Yeah. Do you need to give him a heads up and potentially make it worse or say nothing, let him see it and wait to see if he brings it up with you? Just let that sink in. That is literally so scary to me. You know, it's so crazy. I used to be the kind of person who'd be like, you can definitely be friends with your ex. But that was in my narcissist era where I couldn't stand that somebody who loved me would now hate me. So in like a manipulative thing, I would maintain this air of like mutual joviality. We're like friends and we're friendly and you still love me, which is terrifying because realistically what gets you to a breakup is someone's bad behavior a lack of reciprocity, or in some way, shape, or form, eroded trust, eroded care. These things are not fundamental or, like, these things are not, um, are not, like, they're not the formula for a good relationship. I also think that, like, maintaining a good relationship with your ex is very confusing because we humans don't have the capacity to, like, hold to incompatible things And understand them both. Mm. Like in your head, you're compartmentalizing in a way that's not healthy for you and often beneficial for the other person. So all those times where I was like, I'm just going to be friendly. I'm going to be friendly. You know what I was doing? Hurting them. I was hurting myself, number one, because I was denying that I wasn't actually in a good place to like be nice to you. Like I don't feel good about this. So I was suppressing my emotions, number one. Number two, I was like prioritizing the the way it looked as opposed to the reality of what it was. And I was forcing myself to choose and decide how everything had to felt in the now. As opposed to letting things just be awkward for a bit. Like letting things just be like awkward, whatever, like existing that no man let no what's it called? No, no man's, man's land, land territory. Like it's not nothing, but it wasn't what it was. Since we figure out what it is, things just need to be awkward. I will say, though, um, seeing the the miscellaneous rappers from the night before is punishment for <laughs> for being too comfortable in the dynamic. Why are you doing Texan drama? Do it in a batch. You get two batches in and out. Packs. One for the things you can put into your car, the other for the removalist. If like... Oh, it's so awful, isn't it? I just it hate is. everything about it. You know what I want to say? No, 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 no. Let's just stop breaking up. Let's just continue to date everyone we've ever dated before. Or knock them off. Create a a web. Yeah. You know, it's like we'll always be... Because you know, like, the thing I don't like about an ex? The word makes you feel like you're not connected. But the reality is you are connected forever. Are you? You're my ex. I'm your ex. Whether or not we ever have content... Whether or not we ever have contact in future... What I experience with you affects my life forever. What you experience with me affects my life forever, vice versa, right? So for that reason, I'm going to need some kind of like, not contact, but acknowledgement of that. I don't like how you go from being like someone's every day to like nothing. Babes, I'm in your law. When someone opens the the, the book of your life, babes, I'm chapters one through four. (laughs) You can't even get to 5 through 13 without going through me first. White out is needed. <laughs> we need one of those pens that you can delete with a little rubber. But we can't do that because that's life. This is Flex and Frooms on Cater. What is the appropriate response to being told something you already know? Let's say I'm yapping on. I'm telling you something that you know. What do you say? 
are doing this. Oh, you just nod. Yeah. You just cop it. 100%. So you would in no way say, oh, I already know this. No. That's crazy. According to the New York <laughs> Mag, though, the appropriate response is to say, you're right. Okay. How does that work? So let's say I'm telling you that, like, you know, um, what's a fact? Give me a fact. Uh, white dogs have crusty shit in their eyes. I know. Not right. It's not right. Give me another one. Little white cavoodles that you bought 10 years ago have crusty shit in their eyes. You're right. Oh. How does it feel? <laughs> How does it feel, babe? I guess it was a little bit better, but it doesn't really make sense. This is my thing. For the first time since unpacking this series, we've had one thing that we kind of disagree on. If somebody is telling me something I already know, why should my response be to validate their ego, not the fact? Like, if I just already know, I know, right? Especially if they're trying to educate you. Like, do you know that in Australia, we drive on the left-hand side? Yeah, I know. And I'm like, you're right. But do you know? I've seen you drive. <laughs> Don't make me Sometimes you just get on the other side to make sure you still got it, you know? But I'm like, why would I say you're right? In some contexts, that is the most appropriate thing to say. But it makes it sound like every conversation I'm having where me and this other party are sharing information is like a game of pandering. You're right. No, you're right. I'm right. You're right. No, you're pretty. No. Thank you. Look, because you should never answer a compliment with a compliment. That's what the list said. That's another one for the list. I will say you did it to me earlier this morning. I don't know what I was talking about, but mm. you said, yeah, I know. And then you said, I'm doing that thing again. And I What's thought, the thing? Like, I, already, I had already told the story. And yes. you said, I don't know what I was talking about. Yes. What was I talking about? What was Frumi talking you about? You don't even remember. This is why I have to tell my stories at least two times to be heard around here. <laughs> no. Frumi was telling a story. It would have been like the third time. But the way she was gearing up, you could tell she was gonna, she's about to do like the full setup, the intro, the complication, <laughs> the climax, and then the end. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> we, we have heard this one. Thank you. I was saving. We, we had a table full of people. They didn't have the heart to tell you, but I had the heart <laughs> because we did learn that if someone's telling you a story that you've already heard, you have two seconds to let them know you've already heard it. Just two. If you miss that two-second window... I will say, it's the same with someone having stuff in their teeth. You see a little bit of green spinach, a little bit of a chunky bit of bread in the little upper corner? Babe, I've got to tell you. Two-second window? Yeah. And if you don't, in two seconds or it's done? every time I go out to go get a coffee without my phone, which is something that I like to do in the morning, why do I get home have little crusty bits in my lips? <laughs> little bits of chocolate? <laughs> Were you going to check on your phone? I don't have my phone on me. But if you did, would you have checked? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, up here, so a little bit of my nose from the cappuccino dust. Babes, it's a 411 emergency. <laughs> Whatever. You're sick. Flex and Frooms. They're the best. What a duo. Cater. In breaking news, this is hot off the press. And by that, I mean it's a couple weeks old. Our favourite literal blood-sucking couple, MGK and Megan Fox, have broken up because he allegedly cheated. That is not the news I want to talk about. What I am more interested in is this phenomenon that happens when a objectively gorgeous woman celebrity gets humbled by experiencing what one would assume is a very regular thing, and that is getting cheated on. Boom. Suddenly, the general public 
like knocks them down on their pedestal a little bit. They're like, oh, damn, I thought you were special, unique, different, subject to otherworldly occurrences. And yet you were but a common person like me who gets cheated on. Hmm, sad. That I find is the most insidious thing to observe because it's droves of people, hordes of people. Then the speculation happens. What is so wrong with you that you, Mm. this otherworldly, beautiful specimen, is getting cheated on? Hmm? Are you hard to be around? Is it because of your weird thumbs? Because apparently she got weird thumbs. I don't know. Yeah, she got the, um, what's it called? Wait, it'll come to me. Hammer... Hammer thumbs or something. I haven't seen them, but I, I saw it in the comments of this TikTok thread. <laughs> oh, you know, Melan, you know, um, I heard she doesn't eat carbs. Maybe she's a really angry girl and like, you know, like, oh, I did notice that since he's been dating her, like, you know, she feels really uptight. She's like draining the energy out of him and la, 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 la. Right? That's not worse enough. Then they start speculating about who he might have cheated on her with. Oh. Who do they pick? The closest woman in proximity. His, his guitarist. It must be her, oh. right? Because she's just around. Because, like, they couldn't just be friends and interacting. They must be sleeping together. Guys, let's go back to the TMZ days where there was one central body yeah. that speculated. Not all you internet sleuths. This it's is too it. much. Let's get one or no, a, a band of 100 really inappropriate people who keep pushing celebrity yeah. boundaries. Get them on the job. I want to see them come together with some facts. Not every single person, like, picking at little granules of what they think is evidence, that would not hold up in the court of law. Your vibes, the things you, you've been intuitively feeling about them as a couple, <laughs> it's not holding up. I want to see Judge Judy on this case. <laughs> okay. I will say on the topic of cheating, something that I heard, perhaps from you, can't remember. It doesn't matter. Was that cheating has never got anything to do with the person. It's about power. Esther Perel. Oh, was it? Yeah. She's like a 65-year-old psychotherapist, <laughs> but like, same. Same, same. <laughs> Damn, well, um, ripped that relationship. Really fun moment. It was quite like a 90s throwback, Billy Bob Thornton-esque <laughs> energy. you going through a breakup and then you turn on the radio <laughs> and someone's like, well, rip, that was like a 90s throwback, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> You've been listening to the Flex and Froome's daily podcast. For more, tune in to Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.